to the MetaZen cabinet where we get experimental about exploring your potential so you can discover your own values, the manner in which you're here to serve, and align yourself with the only certifiable rescue team you can rely on, yourself. Episode 45, Successful Surroundings. What's up, Moonbeams? Happy Thursday and welcome to episode 45, Successful Surroundings. In this episode, we will be talking a little bit more about the power of social influence and how you have to take stock, you have to be aware, you have to be very cognizant of who you're spending your time with, who you're giving your time to, the people that you call friends, the people that you call family, the people that you call your significant other or whatever form of or interaction that you have in your life. Just being mindful of who you're spending that time with. If you are new here to the channel, what's up? Salutations. Happy Thursday. I hope you are making money in your sleep and I hope your skin is looking good and you're drinking all of your water. If you are coming back for another episode, what's up, cuz? I know you're drinking your water, and I know your skin is beat, and I know you are looking and feeling your best, and you are making money in your sleep, and you are just feeling your best, and you are ready for the weekend. Anyway, in the first segment of this episode, we will talk about you become who you spend time with. In the second segment, we will talk about avoiding toxic people. And in the last segment of the episode, we will talk about surrounding yourself with successful people or no one at all. This is definitely something we'll continue to come back to over and over. So, yeah, I'm going to put that out. And that's only because it's just so vital. I want to thank you all again for supporting the Medicine Cabinet as much as you do. Again, the continued growth and support is much appreciated. And it just wouldn't be at all what it is without your listening and your support. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode in three, two, and one. Kathy Hopkins said, there will always be people for and against you. And it's pointless wasting time trying to win over some of the people who are against you. Spend time with people who are for you. Those relationships are worth it. In my experience being here, I've learned that when it comes to dealing with other human beings, it's best to use words. It's best to frame situations to be positive or at least to keep them neutral. And when it comes to looking at people, you can look at people as being for you or against you. Or to me, I think it's best to look at people in terms of, you know, who's steering you closer to your true self and who's trying to steer you away from that. Because I feel like when it comes to dealing with people, People reflect to you what's already on the inside. 
And, you know, you might be dealing with someone that you might feel like may be a hater or someone that you feel may be jealous of you. But what they're really doing or the way you should be looking at it is they're showing you something that you may uh, not be noticing or something may be overlooking, something that you may need to be more grateful for. They're showing you that something that you have is powerful and important. And maybe you know it a little bit, but you don't know it to the magnitude that you should. And their behavior is bringing more of that to the forefront. And you're taking it personally and making it about them when they're just trying to show you that that thing that you got, that thing that you can do, or some physical part or whatever it is that you feel they may be envying you for, that thing is important. That thing is special. I wish I had something like that. I wish I knew how to do that. I wish I had that skill, but I don't, but you do. So you need to do something with it. You need to make it count. Like I say all the time, I think about growing up and my dad always telling us, use your brain, use at least half your brain, if not the whole thing, but use your brain, think, do the work, figure it out. You know, and now nowadays I find myself being the same kind of person where I want to be around people who are enthusiastic about figuring it out. Nowadays, everybody wants everything so easily. Everybody wants the answer. No one wants to just challenge themselves to come up with the answer or to figure it out, to do any critical thinking, any problem solving. And, you know, that can make it a little hard to interact sometimes because I want something more. You know, we live in a day where no one wants to discuss real issues or discuss growth or discuss change or discuss transition. Everything is always a party. Everybody always discuss everything that's uplifting. It's like, that's easy. You know, we can discuss that anytime. That's easy. That's, you know, there's really no challenge there, but I'm always looking for the depth. I'm always looking for the intensity. I'm always drawn to people who are looking for the depth and intensity in life. People who are talking about making it through things that almost took them out, things that almost killed them physically, you know, mentally, emotionally, but it didn't and they found a way to come out of it. I'm drawn to those kind of people. People will have you think that peer pressure is only geared more towards kids and teenagers and things like that, but peer pressure can exist in any group. And it can be for anything, whether it's working this kind of job or driving this kind of car, whether it's buying a house and living in this kind of neighborhood, moving to this state, moving to Atlanta where everyone's going, wearing these kind of clothes, you know, whatever. And it's just like, it's so easy and more and more people get caught up in that. And there's a lot less people who are independent thinkers who would rather go the other way and do their own thing than to conform and get lost in the shuffle. I feel like most times as humans, we're usually running from something or we're usually looking for comfort. We're looking for a distraction, definitely a distraction. So when we're on the road and we're heading towards our destination, working towards whatever it is we're looking for, we're usually looking for company. We're usually looking for a distraction from the reality. We're usually looking from a distraction from our abusive past or, you know, growing up in poverty or, you know, losing our home or the abusive husband or wife or, you know, whatever your situation may be. And we don't come into our interactions with a clear mind of where this interaction is taking me. What would my life look like a year or five years or 10 years from now as a result of the friendship with this person? 
you know, and I think that brings us to a place where we have to be very serious and we can't just live in the moment. So it gets a little boring. We'll make it a little deep. But when we can get in a place where we can evaluate our associations and the, inf- the social influence that we're exposing ourselves to, we can be more deliberate. We can be a lot more intentional in where we're going and what we're exposing ourselves to. Nowadays, it's so hard for me to make true, true and genuine friends because I do recognize that everyone is mostly looking for a distraction, whether it's a distraction from COVID, whether it's a distraction from hating their job or hating their life or whatever the thing may be. Everyone's looking for a distraction. No one's really, for the most part, trying to just go to the uh, through the door and answer the situation, trying to figure out what the problem is and you know, that alarms me because I've spent a great deal of my life doing the same thing. But, you know, for the past, I'll say probably nine or 10 years, I've been in this, in this space of being fearless. And I'm not going to live in that space of being ignorant again and being willing to not know the answer and willing to seek out whatever distraction, whether it's weed, whether it's drinking, whether it's partying, willing to seek out whatever distraction just to keep my mind off of what's going on. Imran Hashmi said, I am not good at first or second impressions and you have to spend some time with me to know me. Also, I don't want to put my best foot forward and prove something as that is not me. I would rather be me and have you like me for who I am instead of being someone else. And we definitely live in that age where there are a lot more people who care and who's more concerned with being liked than being respected. You know, I've definitely had, you know, I've gotten a bad rap myself, you know, because I'm someone who shows up for me. I set strict boundaries. I have very realistic expectations of myself and of others when it comes to who I call friend or who I share and spend my time with. Because I know, one, I know the time is limited, but two, I know that we're being programmed like machines all the time. So whoever... I'm giving myself to share my time with. I'm deeming them worthy of programming me some way or somehow. And I know oftentimes I can have that effect of, you know, people feeling like I can be sometimes too honest or too straightforward. And it's just because I've bit my tongue a lot. I've suffered massively in the past from the disease to please. And being a people pleaser, wanting to make sure everyone's okay, wanting to make sure everyone feels okay, everyone is doing okay, everyone has everything they need. But now I'm living in a place of making sure I have everything that I need and trusting that everybody else is going to be okay after the fact because I am who I have to deal with forever. I am who I get to wake up to every day. So I have to put my best foot forward and make sure I'm okay. And that's the same thing that you need to do. You're spending so much time around people who care more about getting their needs met than making sure that you're someone who's growing and constantly challenging them and becoming someone who can make them more of themselves or call for the best of them. It really takes a deep down honesty of looking at the people in your life as a pain, you know, a part of your pain, a pain, a color. And what are they contributing? Where are they taking you?
John Shenandoah said, be selective in your battles. Sometimes peace is better than being right. I think one of the major battles that so many of us can encounter when it comes to uh, associations and influences is that most times we don't really know who's toxic and who's not because uh, it varies from person to person. The way you may see toxicity may vary from what I call toxic and, you know, vice versa. And when I talk to people, I can tell a lot about people by how they talk, by the words that they choose, by the spaces that they put in their words, by each breath and by each you know, how they interpret their words and just how they put it all together. I can tell so much about you, whether you're a tenacious and determined person, whether you're someone that gets bogged down and doubt a lot, whether you're someone who has high confidence, genuine confidence, whether you're someone who's faking until you make it. I've learned how to figure all of that out. And, you know, when it comes to who I give my time to, I want to be around people who excel at the things that I suck at or who matches where I'm at. And, you know, that's about it. And I do know that it's relevant to have people that are sometimes, you know, probably not as skilled or on your level with certain things. So you could be able to leverage experience from both sides of the board. But when it comes to removing toxic people from your life, don't sleep on the power of that. You know, I've gotten to a place in my life where I've removed everybody and it took me a while to be able to embrace the peace and quiet because I'm just so used to all the noise. I'm so used to all this function. I'm used to having to plug every hole in a sinking ship. I'm just so used to all the drama. So when there's no drama, when there's no fire to put out, I felt useless for a while because I felt like I didn't have to bend over backwards or scramble all the time to please other people and I didn't know what to do with my time. I didn't know what to do with my skill set. I didn't know who to be, how to be. I didn't know how to just chill. I didn't know how to not obsess about checking their Facebook pages and making sure they're okay, if they're needing anything or anything like that. But, you know, after a while, when I continued to let the days and the time pass, I noticed that I felt more and more free. I felt the peace rush in and I felt it stay. I felt the air feel different. I felt colors feel brighter. When you know what I'm saying, driving in the car, I feel more free and loose. The music means even more than it ever has. And it's just a different kind of effect. When you're, when you're spending time with your friends, your family, your significant other one, your loved ones, your coworkers, you know, it's important to be able to ask the question, you know, who am I around? What is this person contributing to me? What are they making me do? Are they making me more confident? Are they making me face my bullshit? Are they making me more fearless? Are they teaching me how to double my money? Are they making me more accountable for my toxic behavior when I don't get my way? Do they help wing me out of that spoiledness of wanting to get my way? What are they contributing to? Are they contributing to giving me an extra shot of Jack Daniels? Or, you know, are they always rolling at the extra blind? You know, what is the dossier? What is the resume? What is it amounting to? Because not looking at it, just wanting to see them merely as your friends and, you know, going to the movies and going to the theaters and 
just all the cutesy stuff and whatnot, you know, you're not 21 anymore. You're not 20. You have to look at people as assets and not necessarily what they can do for you. But if you do have plans for your life and you're trying to raise your game, then you have to allow yourself to be open and honest with what you're exposing yourself to. Like, I can't even front, like, you know, maybe about a couple months, two to three months after I got rid of everybody, changed my number, started over, started fresh. I actually quit weed. <laughs> like, I actually stopped smoking, and that still blows my mind. And maybe a few months after that, three, four months after that, I started the podcast and I noticed with the peace and quiet, I was able to get more done. I was able to see myself more clearly. I was able to care more about what I wanted. I was able to free up the mental space and get more in tune with what it is that I needed. And it's because I had to take that initiative and realize that five years from now, what would my life look like with this person in my life, with this person in my life? What would my life be like with this person in my life five years from now? I noticed when I had certain people in my life, I had a tendency to complain and don't confuse me. I'm not blaming them for my complaining, but when you're around unhappy people, when you're around hopeless people, people that are obsessed with the scarcity mindset, when you're around narcissists, when you're around people that that are fine with mediocrity or being average, then it's easy to blend in. It's easy to, you know, think someone is taking it too far in their ambitions or can never rest. I've always been in that position of people always make me feel like I want too much and I'm never satisfied that I'm always looking towards the next thing. And I suffer with a lot of guilt about that because it's like, well, what am I supposed to do? Because I have these feelings. I have these strong feelings and thoughts. They're not going anywhere. And you're probably feeling the same way. You're feeling the same way right now because you don't know what to do with that energy. But if you have anyone in your life that is making you feel insecure about what it is that you want and what it is that you deserve, their ass needs to go. It probably feels easier said than done because this may be a best friend of 10, 20 years. You've known them since you were eight. This may be your brother or your mom. You know, if need be, maybe you don't just need to totally dump them. Maybe you just need to limit the interaction and slow it down. Maybe you're spending 80% of your time when you really need to be spending 15%. Maybe you need to be spending 30%. But what you need to do is make a change. You don't continue to subject yourself to the same cycles. Because Jim Rohn says, you know, you will look up five years from now and you're walking into an undesigned life that you didn't plan out, that you didn't carve out for yourself. You just look up and you're here. And, you know, you're not liking the clothes you're wearing. You're not liking the way you're living. You're nowhere near set up for retirement or set up to be financially independent. And you just don't like or love the person that you are. Anytime that I spend with anyone more than anything, whether it's their skills or, you know, whatever it is they bring to the table, I look at, is this person happy right now? Is, are they happy? Have they ever been happy? Have I ever seen them happy? Are they someone who cares about their happiness? Are they fulfilled? Do they look like more than likely they're going to be fulfilled one to five years from now, ten years from now? 
And if I don't think that they will be, then I can't spend that kind of time because I know if I spend that kind of time around someone or people who are unhappy, who are unfulfilled, who are miserable, who are addicted to distractions, I'll get sucked into that same funnel and I'll be that same way. And I've spent the bulk of my life being around those kind of people. So now that I'm aware of what I'm doing, I'm aware of what's going on, I can't purposely subject myself to that. Jim Rohn said that you end up with a mediocre life by spending major time on minor things or spending major time on minor people. Some of us are spending time with people who don't have any goals, people who don't read, people who don't want anything. And that's nothing against them. But you know, when you think about your life and their life, that you're on two different trajectories. You're definitely not going the same way. So where could you possibly end up with keeping that person around? Like when you take the time to really think about it, are you letting yourself become what you wish to become? Being friends with this person, being in relationship with this person, keeping this person around? And that's an either a yes or no question. It usually takes no thought. You don't have to be quick to respond or share that information with no one, but you know the truth. At the end of the day, when you're done wearing a mask, when you're done seeking distraction, when you're done lying, when you're done being secretive, whatever your badge may be, your true self knows the truth. There are people here that you agreed to, you know, meet up with, be friends with before you got here that were going to bring the best out of you, that were going to be a part of your tribe, that were going to love you for you, that were going to pressure you to grow and be your best self. And you know right now at this moment, if you're with them. So take the moment now to really consider if it's worth derailing your life. Jim Rohn said, ignorance is not bliss. Ignorance is poverty. Ignorance is tragedy. You got to know where you're going to get hurt. One thing that I do know to really be the truth is that when you're en route to discovering who you really are, what you're made of, what your purpose is, that a lot of times you spend a lot of time alone. And for a long time, it may feel uncomfortable. It may feel bothersome. The isolation may really like F with you sometimes. But what I do know is that after a while, you set the standard. You set the standard with yourself that if they're not going to match or bring what it is that you have, you bring to the table, that it won't be worth it. And that you can definitely appreciate because you're not tolerating anything, but you can appreciate your own company a bit longer rather than settling for someone who doesn't want to contribute anything to the situation. These days, I'm impressed by hearing stories of what you've gone through, what you've overcome, you know, how you've gotten that thick skin. I'm impressed with who your favorite authors and writers and thinkers are. Who are your favorite speakers? Who are your favorite leaders? I'm impressed with learning how you plan to open up a new business or how you opened up a new business. I'm impressed with learning how you learned how to flip or double or triple or quadruple your money in six months. I'm interested in learning all the different things that 
you know, really explain how you got to be here. I'm interested in learning how you got passed around five to six group homes as a kid and you still turned around and ended up being the CEO of Harvard. You know, like I'm, I love those kind of stories. I'm obsessed with hearing about your goals and your successes. I'm obsessed with hearing about what your goals are for this year. I'm obsessed, obsessed with wanting to keep you accountable and learning from you and tapping into your genius and asking questions that make you think questions you probably wouldn't have never thought to ask. I'm obsessed with the kind of people that ask those kind of questions and challenge the best of you to come to the surface. Robin Sharma said, the starting point of discovering who you are, your gifts, your talents, your dream is being comfortable with yourself. Spend time alone. Write in a journal. Take long walks in the woods. I'm definitely impressed by people who can appreciate their own company, who can appreciate being alone and not just being alone because... You know, maybe they don't have no friends and no one's acting with them, but who can actually do their best work, who can actually grow and do their best work being to themselves. You know, I have that thing where I kind of get a little triggered sometimes when I feel like people are, you know, addicted to distraction or just looking to do things. And it's because of how I was brought up and just a lot of what I experienced. So. You know, <laughs> you know, when I can watch a lot of what's going on around me, it can be very easy to feel like someone might be craving distraction or somebody, this person might be looking for distraction when they might just be wanting to get outside to go to dinner. But it's just that thing of distraction. <laughs> and I just want to be of the mindset of being fearless and just meeting life head on. I spend so much time running. I spend so much time not being who I'm supposed to be. I spend so much time paying for what, letting people pay for what's in my heart with shame. And I don't have time for shame anymore. I don't have time to spend time with people who are telling me that I'm not being realistic, that I'll never be able to accomplish this, or, you know, that being a musician isn't realistic, or that you need to go get a real job, you know? If it's not really a nice, healthy balance to me of idealism and realism, I don't want no parts of it because I recognize that it probably won't always be the healthiest thing to, you know, have an imbalance of one or the other. But it's important to be able to be a dreamer, but it's also important to be able to have your feet on the ground. It's important to be around people who push you towards what it is you're going to be. People who sometimes know you better than you know yourself. And it's just because of how much they love you and pay attention to you, even especially when you let your guard down. People who, being around people who make it unacceptable to not be myself, who make it unacceptable for me not to apply myself, people who make it unacceptable for me not to put my all into whatever it is that I'm doing, because they know that I'll hold them to the same standard. Being around people who may refer a good book because I've been mentioning one to solve this kind of problem for a while, and they found the very book that I needed. You know, being able to get together and discuss different books or different programs, being able to, you know, I like how Jim Rohn says, having a place where you can get your intellectual feast, you know, just situations or events or people that can just feed your intellect, your intelligence, and you can just continue to grow as a person. You know, we definitely live in a day and age where 
we're more concerned with the social feast and the going out and the drinking and the smoking and the partying. And don't get me wrong, man, it, it pops. I've done it. I've spent, you know, the bulk of my youth doing it. But I also know that if I'm going to get where it is I need to go, I need to want more. You know, I need to expand my palate. I need a broader appetite. I need to expect more of myself because if I don't, then, you know, it may be too late one day. You ever think what it might be like when it's too late? When you find yourself approaching your 60s or your 70s and you just didn't really take the time to go after the things you wanted. Now, you know, you're older and you don't have the feet from your hands to be able to, you know, work the way you want to work or whatever. You, you know, you're scared to take the kind of risk, be the fearless person you were when you were younger. You know, the older you get, the less inclined you are to take risks and to do things differently. And, you know, you're just getting caught up and stuck in your own ways. Sometimes I feel like my standards are too high. And maybe you feel that way too. And maybe you feel like if you're gonna have any friends, if people are gonna like you or respect you, you may need to just lower your standards a bit. You may need to just do it a little differently. You may need to just kind of conform socially so people won't just think that you're just some bullhard that just, you know, want to just be heard or just love to hear yourself talk. And it's like, no, it's just, I, I just want something more. I want something sustaining. I want something that can last. I want something that will last forever, that will outlive me. I want something special. I want something meaningful. Like I said before, I understand that in life, you know, life accumulates. Either you're accumulating value or you're accumulating debt. When it comes to who you're spending your time around, when it comes to your influences, are you spending more time accumulating value? Are you accumulating debt? Is that value setting you up to be the person you want to be five or 10 years from now? Is that debt that you're accumulating worth who you're going to be five or 10 years from now? Gary Vaynerchuk said, if you know exactly what you want to be, you need to spend as much time as possible with people who are actually that already. And that means that you may have to put yourself out there and be around people who are smarter than you. You may have to be around people who are more shaped than you, people who are making more money than you, people who are living in nicer or bigger houses than you, people who know more about stock portfolios than you, people who have more education than you, people who have more experiences than you, people who have more failures than you, people who have more connections than you, people who may seemingly have more awareness, clarity, and heart than you do at this moment. People who have more courage and fearlessness and character than you. And that may make you feel inadequate. It may make you feel small, but, it just, but that's only because you're used to people being on your own level or below, and it'll take you adapting, but it will be worth it. You have to put yourself in the best position to be your best. What's up, Moonbeams? Welcome to the air segment. 
In this segment, we challenge you to take action. We challenge you to get your shit together. We challenge you to get new and fresh results by taking action. It's through action that you get to cultivate belief, that you get to nurture conviction. So let's jump right in. So the first letter is E, enforce, meaning to impose or apply or execute. Enforce strict boundaries. It's so important to know that as humans, it is so easy and natural and common for us to conform and internalize, you know, everything that we see, hear, smell, learn from the people that are around us, from the people that we spend the most time around, even the people that we don't like. We're always adopting and taking things from each interaction, whether we want to or not, whether we think we're being affected or not. You got to learn how to look at the people that you're spending time with as investments in yourself and investments in your future. Are they contributing to your future? Are they setting you up? Are are your friendships with them setting you up to live the kind of life that you want to live? Is your friendships, connections, or relationships with these people setting you up to be the kind of person that you want to be? Or are you just spending time? Is it just because they're your day ones, you've known them for 17 to 20 years, you've known them since you were kids, they're your family, they've always been there, you guys have been together for 20, 30 years because you married and have children. Whatever bias or excuse you're using, it's important to enforce strict boundaries and don't settle for less. People will watch you and people will let you settle. People will try to convince you to conform and do the same thing everybody else is doing. People will feel awkward and uncomfortable if you're trying to do something and they didn't think of it first. So definitely be aware and and make sure that you are enforcing strict boundaries, that you are making your intentions clear. Make sure that people understand exactly where you're coming from in the relationship and what you want in the relationship. If these are friends, you know, get, you know, take advantage of a day to ask them how they define friendship or what friendship means to them. And be sure to take note of their answer and see if it aligns with how you see and know friendship to be or what you want out of a friendship. That'll tell you a lot about the direction you're both heading in, if you're heading in opposite directions, or if you more than likely, you know, get, in, get on the same page if you're not on the same page at the moment. The next letter is R, renovate. Renovate your life by getting rid of all the toxic people. If you are surrounded by people who spend more time talking about what you can and can't do, what they can and can't do, that life is helpless, that life is a B-I-T-C-H, that things are never going to get better, that they're going to always have to survive, They're going to always have to scrape and uh, get by. They're always dwelling in a scarcity mindset that they don't never want to educate themselves or anything other than social media or TV, that they live every day the exact same, that day in and day out, year in and year out. They're the exact same person. They're not doing anything to further themselves. They're not doing anything to expand their minds. They're not doing anything to expand the way that they think or communicate. They're not trying to increase their own personal value as a human or professionally. These are people that you need to get rid of. 
So many of us, we gather and collect friends, we collect associates, we collect acquaintances because these are the people that we get together to, you know, spend time with and drink and smoke and, you know, go to the movies and shop and all of that is fine. But what are your key goals? What connects you? What What is it that you all want to accomplish that you have in common? Are you all trying to escape the nine to five system? Are you all trying to start businesses? Are you all obsessed with personal development, being artists, being actors, actresses, you know, being more shape, discussing fitness, discussing financial wealth or financial independence? What are a lot of your key goals? Because if it comes down to just social hour, happy hour, drinking, smoking, club and you know none of us are unless you are but none of us are 17 18 21 22 you know if you're around my age and you're at least 30 and you definitely need to be looking at your friends differently and you need to be setting yourself up to spend time with people that are assets considering that you yourself are an asset so r renovate and the last letter is a associate Associate yourself with people who are better than you at the things that you're weaker at. Associate yourself with people who have the skills that you don't have and the things that you want to learn. You know, be around people who are doing the things you want to do, that are living the life that you want to live. If you're a realtor or a real estate agent, try to find a way to, you know, go to some open houses or go to some real estate events and meet real estate people that are already in the field and grinding and living that life. If you're a musician, take advantage of going to open mics and different, you know, things like that or so far shows or different things like that and meet new people, talk to new people, put yourself out there and allow yourself to be around people who are doing the things that you want to do. And on top of making sure that they're doing the things that you want to do, make sure that they're taking action and that they're doing well. The things that, you know, the thing that they're doing that you want to do, make sure that they are doing that thing well or that they care a lot about doing it well. That you see them putting work into being the best or being great, being competent, being competitive at that thing. Challenge yourself to have higher standards. Now it is, I'm not going to say that it's not okay to, you know, not have people that aren't performing on your level. It's okay to have an even balance of people who are probably better or doing better than you and who aren't. Just you have a balance of both and you can continue to leverage the knowledge and information from both parties. But you have to raise your standards and allow yourself to be around people who are smarter than you, people who are making more money than you, and people who are making the grade. So there you have it. Enforce, renovate, and associate. If you haven't had a chance yet, please go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating, leave a comment. Let us know how the podcast is doing. And if you have any subjects or any topics that you want me to discuss, please feel free to send them over. Feel free to send them over. Also, feel free to share these episodes all over social media. And anything that you can donate, we'll gladly appreciate. 
In the next episode, we will be talking about embracing your positive history. So you don't want to miss that. And lastly, thank you again for supporting the MetaZoom cabinet where we get experimental about exploring your potential. You are strong. You are enough. You are wise and baby, you are tough. Enjoy your day and be blessed.